0: Welcome to the Personal Best podcast, powered by Jets Australia. My name is Bart. I am here with Jacob Kettle. Good morning, Bart. How are we feeling this morning? The good, and that's of good. course, producer Mick is in front of me as well.
1: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: Yeah, well, I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Jacob? I'm doing well. How are the listeners doing? Good. <laughs> oh, great! That's that's awesome. Amazing news. So, but actually, speaking of listeners, particularly if you're a new listener, I need I need a favor. Welcome. So, you're new. for the month of March. Jacob has graciously decided to do one push-up for every new follower we get on any podcast platform. That, is that right, Jacob? Yep,
2: yep. Let's go with that.
0: So yep. if you're if you're a new listener, just subscribe. Get the guy to do a push-up. If you're an old listener and haven't subscribed, subscribe. Get the guy to do a push-up. I want to blow up <laughs> his chest. I want you to inflame your chest like you did when you were, when yeah, you were a yeah. teenager. Well,
2: I'll try and do it during one of the episodes, so when you're like talking and i'll just i'll go over here for a bit and just do a push-ups and then be out of breath
0: you do, you do understand that the, in the internet is a large place like this could be like anywhere between one and
1: ten thousand
0: yep. maybe Look, a lot
2: I'm, I'm ready for it let's go this
0: is excellent oh, I'm, I'm excited So for, for the month of march as well <laughs> so you <we've> got four <laughs> four weeks of this this yep. is awesome okay i'm, I'm very excited. i hope this blows up yep On that note, (laughs) I also have a um, a chat to to Luke, who's one of our trainers at um, at Bly Bly, and he's given me a yay or nay. Ooh, another yay or nay, I'm ready. Mm -hmm. All right, and for those out there that have a yay or nay, yay or nay are questionable gym acts that may or may not be appropriate, depending on your opinion. If you have one, send one in through our social media, through Instagram, through Facebook, through TikTok, uh, and send in your yay or nays. All right, team, ready? Listening. Yay or nay, butt slap sit-ups. Let me explain. What? Yeah, because I don't know what you're talking about. So Luke told me a story where he was walking, in the, he's in the gym all the time, he's a busy boy, walking into the gym, looked in, in the, uh, the group exercise area and saw two people doing sit-ups. You know people stand yep. on each other's yep. feet and they do sit-ups and they give a high 10 or whatever to motivate the person doing the sit-ups. Every time they sat all the way up, just gave the butt a oh bit, a bit no. of a slap.
2: So they're, the person standing on their feet is facing the other way.
0: If it's facing the... P- fa- no, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, no, so they're faced... Just the normal way. They're facing each other, which is an awful position now that I think of it, and every time they come yeah. up, they just give them a slap on the ass.
2: Oh, okay, because I thought they were like facing the other way and you sit up and then you go...
0: I like that one that better. That could be a much better way yep. to do it. And so here's, here's my opinion... At first, I was like, oh, well, but now I'm like, "Yay!" Like, hey, if, that, really? that, if that's what gets you to do sit-ups, let's <laughs> slap it. Obviously, with consent uh, needs honestly, to be consentual. It depends who's
2: sitting, doing the, you know, right type of person. That but too, it's fine, and it depends what the area is like. Look, I'm not going to do it in a busy gym, but yeah, no, I'm yay for that. Go, and go well, ahead.
0: Why not, look at you, Michael? You got no way. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that might be camera's <laughs> answer.
1: Nah, um, no, no public displays of affection in the gym for me. Wow, it's, it's, Sorry. A hard, it's a hard rule for you, I know. It? It's black or white. I know, I know. I'm very black or white, but that's what it is. I'll take
2: that. <laughs> Speaking of weird things in the gym, I was looking at uh, some online products, you know, and you see those mm. ab stimulators and, you know, we've got our massage guns. And I wanted to look back at all the fitness fads that have been going through the years and get your thoughts on what you think of some of these ones and if you think there's going any going around at the moment that are, you know, due to for an expiry date. So mm. I'm going to go through a few of them that have been around. I think if you've known any of these ones. The Bowflex. Oh, yeah. Tau 200. Mm. Ab Roller. Yep. Tie Yep. A Vibrating Belt. Oh, like the, the Jiggle Belt. The jiggle belt. that like was From like the 1960s. From the 90s, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Thigh master
0: Yeah, hell yeah. A yeah. Bit, bit of adductor action.
2: Jane Fonda videos and Richard Simmons workouts. Classic.
0: Or oh, uh, what, what was the one that was on before Dragon Ball Z? If you're an Australian yeah. child who's in the 30s. Yeah,
2: that was one of Yeah, that was one oh, of was, them.
0: Was it Oz Active or something like that? Could have been.
2: Yeah. 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 They were out in the open. They were. Near like Sydney and Harbour it on, or something. It the, like, this is bringing yes. back to me, actually. So if you
0: woke up. Some, 7 some mornings you'd
2: get a bit too excited for Dragon Ball Z and you know cheese TV, and you'd be like, oh, it's it's early morning. They're doing fitness on the TV. I know. Lots I must be too young for know. this. I, I
1: don't remember seeing any of it.
2: Um, the shake weight, <laughs> yeah. We fit,
0: well, like the, the, Nintendo.
2: the oh, Nintendo. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Remember yep. We Fit? Yeah, Michaela Perk up was, there. I was all about We <laughs> <laughs> Fit. Um, power plate, yes, and power balance bands
0: are they just a big rubber band?
2: The ones that you used to put on for sport Mate, that used they to are, say
0: they are an absolute raw. That, that was scam.
2: possibly the best scam anyone's ever run because <laughs> that when I was 14, 13, everyone that played footy wanted one and, I, and they were like $70 for a bit of no. rubber basically oh my and they would they did all these things that used to be like oh, it gives you better balance. And they'd like pull your hand down and they looked pretty cool. Do you, but do you want to know I why... Didn't, I never got one. Do you want to know why that works though? obviously dad said, that's a farce <laughs> that's and dull. I'm not paying $70 for a bit of silicon. Yeah, why is that So done? That's,
0: that's a sales tactic, right? And it's got, to, it's got to do with your nervous system. And so what they say is, um, you know, try and stand on one leg uh, and try and let me... Lo- and Try and resist me knocking you over. So they stand on one leg and they knock you over. The nervous system's a smart thing. So the next time... So then they put the band on, like, and okay, guys do the exact same thing again. I am going to try and knock you over. Their nervous system's primed. It's like it's a biological thing. They've they've they've, they've proven this. And oh so there's nothing wrong. There's nothing to do with the band. It's got to do with your body figuring out how to brace when wow. someone pushes you over. Of this list, I reckon there's a couple that stick out to me. Right, the ab roller. You're talking about the ab wheel, right? No, the ab the ab wheel still I still like that one. I there's one. Yeah.
2: There was two. That one that like yes. it goes like that, and you roll yourself forward. Yes. Sorry if for anyone watching. I was
1: thinking of the one where you like scoot around. Yeah, side and that, to side. That
2: was also another one that came to mind, which rubbish. I liked. That's rubbish. But they're all rubbish. <laughs> the, My favorite probably one that was Tybo. That was yeah. cool. That was a cool VHS. I think we had it Classic. at home. Um, but the Power Band was the the best raw one. Do you think there's any out at the moment? I was trying to think. Mm. That we will look back on and go, yeah. Like, just switch I like, on
1: some daytime TV. You'll find one.
2: Yeah, obviously. Mm. But <laughs> like, even like the massage guns at the moment. Like, I like them. I'll mm-hmm. still use them, but they're a bit of a fad going
0: around. I agree. I can. They're yeah, they're a bit gimmicky. They they serve a minor purpose, but, mm, but not what, much. What
2: what gimmick can we can we start spruiking? Can we make and we start spruiking? So I re- I reckon we try and bring back the power balances. We we start. I reckon there'll be some young people out there that don't know about it, and we can start spruking it again <laughs> and start making
0: some cash. The, the Jets power. <laughs> <bang>. <laughs> really,
2: because there was there's a lot of different versions of that that I looked into, and it's so funny watching the videos. And they're like, "Oh, it's using electrons or using mineral, like just any way that they can to be like, this is helping you balance." So good.
0: There's a, there's another gimmick out there that's similar to that, right? And it's compression, compression shorts or whatever. Skins, they jo- were a big one at the time. I, I love skins. I do, but I, so I still quite. Well. I wear compression yeah, shorts quite a bit. Good. But there's some that have woven in minerals like magnesium and like, and like silver. <laughs> really, are supposed to help you with with recovery. Oh my goodness, and I like, didn't even know that existed. Yeah, I don't know about that, but it's definitely a thing.
2: All right. Gym fads, give them to us. Give me a way to make money. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's right. Let's make Jacob rich and swole by doing push-ups. I have a new segment for you. Okay. And this is soon to be Australia's new favourite podcast segment. This is Please Explain That Diet To Me. Jacob, (laughs) roll the intro music. Okay, I didn't... (laughs)
2: I hope you put something. No, well in now there. I have to find some intro music because I didn't I didn't know about this. Please segment. make it appropriate. Okay. So
0: here's the game, all right? Segment, it's not a game, it's serious. Okay. I'm gonna give you the name of a diet. hmm Yep. I want you to explain to me what that diet is, okay. what it entails. Yep, sure. All right. This week's diet is the vision diet. The vision diet. Right. What do you think this diet might make you do? Do you want to go first, McKellen?
1: Yeah, I can go first. I am guessing it's all about mindfulness oh. when you're eating. So I'm thinking like vision, you're I sitting see. down.
0: Like the secret?
1: No, a little bit more like you're sitting down and you are thinking about what you are going to eat, but mm. then you're going to actually be having some kind of replacement for That's it. That's great. I love that. That's where my All mind right. went with that.
2: Yeah, mine's thinking similar. There's either probably two things mm-hmm. is they give you really bad food. Is this a product that you're selling? So th- or this is, this a is a
0: real diet, a real established okay.
2: diet. So what you want to do is you want to visualize, you want to so say you got a pile of broccoli in front of you. You're mm. going to print out a KFC um, meal in front of you and you're just going to visualize it and look straight at that and just eat that. Eat the broccoli yeah. and if you think hard enough about it, yep. you're going to taste KFC. That's kind of what I was yeah, getting yeah. at with
1: mine, but you articulated that much better than me.
0: I actually think your version of the vision diet is more effective than the okay. actual <laughs> version of the vision diet. That's awesome. <clears throat> so in the vision diet, you're supposed to wear blue glasses to make your food look like an unappetizing blue color. Okay. And so the whole idea is you've you've got your food in front of you, most- food most delicious foods are brown and red and yellow but by turning it blue has this person never had blueberries or blue gatorade obviously not okay go on and so and so this is a real thing it started in the late 2000s by a japanese inventor who came up with the idea of the vision diet and it's based around the principle that most foods you look at That that look appetizing are red or yellow in the red or yellow spectrum. So by changing the color spectrum, and so I thought this is rubbish. Wait, so are you still eating the food? You are the bad food. So I think the idea is you don't you your habits are so ingrained and you don't have the self control to not get the KFC. So when you eat when you have the KFC in front of you, put on those glasses and it'll make that KFC look unappetizing. Okay,
2: and then if I eat it enough times, when it looks blue, I might not the sixth or seventh time around.
0: That what they're trying to get at? Maybe, maybe well, you're eating less. That's wow! I think my version a lot better. Can I, I, I agree. That? And so I did. I did. I did a little bit of digging because I thought this is a bit ridiculous. Does our sight really have that much effect on our food? And it does. And so there are a couple of studies. Right? There's one where they had white wine, and they just dyed it the color of red wine. And when people tasted it, they tasted notes of red wine that aren't in the white wine. And another one where um, participants were in a room, and the room was pitch black. And they were eating fries and steak. Couldn't see the food, but they loved it. Fries and steak are delicious. And then they said, Eat half the food. So they and, and then they turned the lights up. And then when they went to go and continue their meal, the fries were green and the and the, the steak was blue. And the the reporting was that a lot of people couldn't eat it. Well they couldn't they couldn't eat as much as they did before because of the change of colour of the food. But when it was dark they couldn't see it.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I would follow that. I wouldn't eat Green chips?
0: No, but would you wear blue glasses? I would. I'd eat green chips for sure. <laughs> it's
2: like that thing when your parents, when you're real little and they hold the spoon up of like their food and then they
0: just do a little changeover. Do a just check it. I've got to try that with life then. Mm. Yeah, that you it know, Vision diet. Vision diet. Okay. Try it. Don't, actually. I, don't. Won't, t- I won't try it. That's not that. <laughs> worth your time. <laughs> um, we have to do a quick challenge check-in brought to you by the team at Body Science. We are now in week five. And now week five of the challenge is a really interesting week because psychologically people are like, I should this is a very this is a generalization. A lot of people are like, ah, oh, week five, bit demotivated. I'm just gonna save it for week six and make next week an absolute ball buster of a week. But the fact is, put the pedal down now and set yourself up for an even better week six. So if you're feeling a bit unmotivated out there in a six week challenge, Let's turn that frown upside down. Let's get in the gym. Let's lift a few weights. Let's f- start feeling a bit better and continue that momentum through to the finish. That's my crutch advice for you today. I'm feeling motivated, but I wasn't going to go to the gym today, but maybe I will. Turn that frown All right. upside down. <laughs> let's, get, let's do some questions. Hey.
1: Oh, my God. Let's get into some questions. What is the most effective program for weight loss?
0: This, If you're a personal trainer, you get asked this question A lot, right? And the answer really is the best program for weight loss is any program as long as you're in a calorie deficit. You could be doing a running program, you could be doing a powerlifting program, you could be doing an Olympic lifting program. If you're in a calorie deficit, you're going to be losing weight. And so my, my thesis here is that if we're going into the gym to lift weights and to get stronger, which is sort of the intention I want most people to to look at don't go into the don't go into that training session with the same exercises and the same reps that will make you stronger stronger with the mindset of i'm going to lose weight because what will happen is you'll start to shorten your rest periods you'll start to try and get huffy puffy you might add a few reps here or there and then what you're really doing is sort of chasing your tail by trying to burn calories and not focusing on the thing that's going to boost your metabolism and get you further down the track that's strength training so it's it, it's, it's a bit of a misnomer in a way and I sort of always, I, I normally always, normally, I, I always try and get someone to create that calorie deficit with their food and not their training. So we don't want to rely on you having to manually burn calories through cardio to keep the weight off. I'd rather you to be able to manipulate your food. And so it kind of brings into this other other conversation of deficit. So if we're eating less calories than we're burning, we're, we're technically going to be losing weight but it, it doesn't stay that way forever. And you see this happen with a lot of people. They'll come to the gym, they'll train hard for a couple of weeks, they'll see some great results, and then all of a sudden their results will plateau. And then their solution is to train more or eat less. And so they're, they're, they're digging this hole for themselves. Mm. And so we need to understand that it's Im- I think it's quite healthy and quite important to undulate your calories through training programs and through phases of your life. And so if we're training to try and get stronger to boost our metabolism, we might be in a calorie surplus, which makes the calorie deficit after that program in the weight loss phase a lot more effective. So if you're out there and you're wondering, what is the best program for me for weight loss, my recommendation is um, uh, start lifting weights, start to practice the art of lifting weights, nourish your body, make sure you don't have any calorie or, or, or vitamin deficiencies See what that does to your body and then start to think about taking away calories thereafter. Build your foundation, build it up, 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 up. Build the metabolism, up, 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 up. And then we can start taking off calories because you're, you're at sitting at a higher calorie intake. What
2: would you say to someone, say they're doing that and they go, all right, I want to be in a cal- calorie deficit, I'm going to train, and they kind of, they're going through the ebbs and flows of it all and say they do a six-week challenge or an eight-week challenge mm. and they're seeing the results in the gym... And after eight weeks, they think they're in a calorie like deficit, but after that eight weeks, they're the same weight as they were at the start. What what kind of like motivation, or what would you try and tell them to reassess after that eight week period if they're kind of still at the same weight and mm. that was their
0: goal in the beginning? And they've trained hard. And so they've so trained yeah. hard. Yeah. My my recommendation is to, to have a look at where your calories are at. Yep. Because if we if uh, if if we're eating if we're doing too much and eating too little, it's going to be hard for our body to burn fat. And, and to lose weight and so in that situation you actually might you might it might uh, it might um, be a benefit to you i've cancelled the word behoove from my from my <laughs> vocabulary it might benefit you to actually feed your body a bit more boost that metabolism a bit more and build up that metabolism to a point where it's easier to shave weight and to shave calories off most of the time it's just because the, the the member or the person doesn't know where their calories are at yep and so the first step is to track and understand how much you need and then work towards that target first, and then and then increase. And uh, we've we've talked about this concept of reverse dieting a lot. And I think uh, I think it would uh, it would help a lot of people to understand this principle and understand this concept. Uh,
2: Can you just explain reverse dieting to someone that doesn't understand?
0: Absolutely. So what we want to do is what we see a lot in the gym is people coming in they they're eating little, which which is what they've been told, just through no fault of their own. Move more, eat less, lose weight. That's what they've been told. And so they're eating very little. So they might be eating 1,200 calories or, or thereabouts. And f- for me, uh, for, for a member, just to give you a bit of an indicative number, I don't want my female clients to be under 1,600 calories for a long time. I'd want them to be a lot higher than that. And for males, it's like twenty two, twenty four hundred 2,400 calories at, at the lowest. And the metabolism is this beautiful thing that can be built up to that point and so if we're eating 1200 calories my my first step is to introduce strength training and then bump up their calories just a little bit that excess calories that they're consuming is more likely to be built as muscle or lean mass if we have more mass on our body the higher our metabolism is and so we, we continue that process for a little while we reverse diet we don't take calories away we add them up and so this 1200 calorie member um, we bump them up to 1,300 for a few weeks, then 14 and 15, Then we get them up to 2,200 calories. What we often find is that they, they might gain a little bit of weight, but a lot of it will be muscle if they're training correctly. And then we shave calories off. So this way they're eating 1,800 calories. They're in the calorie deficit. The fat starts flying off because they've built the muscle, they've built the metabolism, they've built the, the training foundation. And then once they're sort of starting to see the, the tail end of that weight loss from that higher cut, we build them up again, up, down, up, down.
1: So it's never staying on like one set of calories for a whole year or anything like that. It's always up and down.
0: It can it can stay. Um, at what you call a maintenance level. If you yep. got if you've got someone who doesn't who's you know pretty happy with their weight, <coughs> maybe wants to lose a couple of kilos or build a couple of, of um, or a couple of kilos of muscle, they want this this transformation you can play with that maintenance calorie intake yep. as long as that intake is high enough to get all of their essential um, uh, micros and macros. So for example, I wouldn't if someone's at maintenance and they're eating twelve hundred calories, as a coach, I want them to be a bit higher. So we'd yep. probably find a, another maintenance at, you know, twenty two, twenty three hundred 2,300 calories. And then they can stay there, absolutely. They don't have to undulate up or down if they don't want composition change. But for for, for most of us... And, and this can sort of entail with what, what program you're doing as well. Like and, and what we've also got to understand is we're dealing with two variables. Mm. If you move more you're going to put yourself in a calorie deficit. If you simultaneously eat less, you're putting yourself into an even more deficit. And that deficit can't be sustained for, for, um, for a long time. So I like the undulating your calories. And in fact, I sort of like this idea of... We talked about it a little bit before, <coughs> this idea of um, uh, mini cuts and mini bulks, which a lot of people are, are, are promoting at the moment. So four weeks of a calorie surplus... You Know two or three weeks of a calorie deficit, four weeks of a calorie surplus, two or three weeks of a calorie deficit, depending on what training program you're doing. It's um, y- your body reacts to novelty with training, it sort of acts to novelty with calorie intake as well. And so, um, and uh, it's it, it's tough because a lot of people just think fitness nutrition is broccoli, chicken, and rice mm. three times a day when when in fact it should be a lot more variable than that in terms of food stuff what type of food you're eating and the amount that you're eating as well and in fact there's a question it's the next one talking about cheat meals which sort of feeds into that
1: all right here Let's i'll get into straight, straight into it then <laughs> <laughs> what's the best way to structure a cheat meal into my week and should i do it on a reset day or a workout day
2: sent in by jacob from <laughs> 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 from, from the
0: podcast um. um what's what's your cheat meal if you if you were on uh, if you're on death row what's your what's your last meal
2: I would say, oh, that's tough. Like, like a big mm. baguette, like a big turkey, like sub, uh, or like a Reuben, something like that. I don't wow. know, something like that. I reckon sandwich, sandwich, some sandwich. Kind of sandwich. Of all things, Look, I think it's you a can sandwich. have one of
1: those any day of the week.
2: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Look, if I'm going on death row, I'm just probably spitting it out at the. Oh.
0: <laughs> wow, bro. <These. laughs> so, it's, it's some. Sort I don't know. A Reuben I is could, What? Do you, right? What would you think? I don't know. It's, it's what's I really I, I, the, the thing that comes to mind is chicken and waffles. I had a great chicken and waffle meal in America like seven <laughs> years ago. I don't <laughs> know why that's coming up to my mind, but it's delicious mm. with heaps of heaps of maple syrup, and I felt so sick afterwards. What about you, Mick? What's your what's your go to?
1: Oh, I would be ice cream and chocolate with all of <laughs> yeah, the probably nice. like Des- just a a yeah, probably something sweet. All of the desserts.
0: Yeah, have you ever had for all those Victorians? The Beechworth Bakery has an incredible beef thing? <laughs> You know what a bee sting is?
2: No, I've I, heard of it. I've heard, say it. What is it? I bloody
0: it? love it. It's, it's like, so it's like sweet bread. This is so hard to explain. So it's like a sandwich. So the sweet bread on the top and the bottom. It's not, you don't eat it like a sandwich. It just looks like a sandwich. And on the top of the sweet bread is like caramelized almonds. Yeah, I think like so. That. And then in the middle, the filling is like a thick custard.
2: So it's kind of like an almond croissant
0: better sort of better yeah that's tough it's delicious are they're very good okay so cheat meals right i think so i think cheat meals can have a, a place in the diet but i think we need to reframe the term cheat right because my 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 philosophy is if we're horribly addicted to a food it it benefits us to not be addicted to that food. You are—you want to say behooves <laughs> so much
2: and you're physically stopping yourselves. I'm on, I'm on okay, to it. Okay, go on. I'm on to it.
0: Like, yeah. So I think it, it benefits us to try and break that addiction, right? So yep. here's a mm. situation for you, Jacob. You're addicted to heroin. All right. Don't tell and everyone, but. <laughs> And every 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 Friday night, you just have a, a bump just of a, th- little a little bit bump of heroin. Okay, and so you're feeding you're feeding that addiction. You're feeding that relationship with that with that drug. And for some people, food can be a drug substitute. Right. In fact, sugar in some instances can be a stronger addiction than than some drugs. Yep. By the way, Jacob's not addicted. To no, <laughs> <That's> no. <laughs> <it>. Just <laughs> to get that out there. And so, um, like the idea of a cheat meal, I think it should be reframed in terms of your relationship with food. Yep. I, I, I always want to get someone who i'm training to get to a point where they where they don't say i can't have that i can't have that cookie i can't have that i want them to say i don't want that because that feeds a long-term behavior that's that's a, a more positive connotation in the long term i know if i eat that um that three-piece feed it'll taste you know it'll, it'll taste delicious but i am going to feel awful afterwards it's going to be horribly inflamed and it's going to mm-hmm put me back X amount of calories or, or whatever. So I want you to get to a point where we say I don't want that. That being said, sorry, Mickey,
1: How do you get to that point though? Like from say having that big meal
0: mm.
1: and saying I don't want that but I really do want it, that addiction or like that need to have that meal is going to be even higher. How do you transition to that point?
0: Mm-hmm. It depends. It depends on the person, and and to be honest, uh, for some people, this addiction is so strong it might actually have them far out. It might be. <laughs> it might actually. It might. Um, I've got to change the way that I speak. I have to re re, re- rewire my brain. Uh, it might be a benefit to them to go actually see like a psychologist or a therapist. Yeah. Because really, what we're talking about is is behaviour, is human behaviour, your yep. your behaviour, which you need to understand. Maybe they should
2: check out my vision diet and, and <laughs> just put the vision up put the food up there and know. then eat eat something else maybe that'll work
0: you could try or hey, try
2: serious serious way you know it won't, well. it
0: won't it won't hurt to try what's you back you backtracked then didn't you what about
2: like <laughs> we've gone even further from cheap meal but like mm. cheap days because that's that's i feel like that's thrown, a, thrown around more than just cheap meals that's people go a whole day.
0: Yeah, that's nasty. I reckon I can put you back. And I, th- I think I've explained this, this on the podcast before. If you're in a calorie deficit, let's say you're in your calorie deficit period and you, uh, you're in a 100-calorie deficit for five days of the week during your working week, which means you're in a 500-calorie deficit going into the weekend, and then you slam down a cheat day or whatever, all of a sudden you're not in a deficit anymore.
2: Yeah, that's what I feel like I've done for the past <laughs> while. Like you go so well Monday, yeah. Monday through Saturday – and then it's just like one day we'll just put you back a mile. Absolutely. You eat Domino's. You eat a whole Domino's pizza.
0: And and that's sometimes that's what it can take. Yeah. Like it's all, all it can take sometimes is is one meal. And so Mick, back back to your question, sort of how do we get from the point of I I need to have this food in my life to hey I don't want this food? Yeah. It takes a while, and you have to do it in small behavioral chunks. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always one to start from adding something to the diet rather than taking something away. So if someone has that food in their life, I don't want to take it away because it'll start to build this negative connotation. I can't have that. Yep. I'd rather focus on what we can put around that. So I know if someone is hitting their protein targets, hitting their um, vegetable targets, hitting their fat targets, the likelihood of them wanting some sort of big meal at the end of the week is very slim, yep. especially with protein. Like if you simply focus, I heard this on a podcast and I love it because it simplifies every single minute neurotic thought I have in my head. If you just hit your protein targets, most of the other stuff is taken care of because you won't you won't be you, know, you won't be it's it's hard to hit your protein targets for the day. I have to hit about 100. I don't have to. I choose to hit between 170 and 190 grams of protein a day. That's a task. Mm. If we can get someone just doing that. A lot of the things fall into place. Yeah. So what I do want to bring up though is this idea of a cheat meal has some backing to it, but I prefer the term refeed meal. And so what we're doing here, and, this, and to be honest, there's not much research about this, but there's a lot of anecdote. And so the situation is you're in a calorie deficit for a long time, you know, maybe two or three weeks, which I think is quite a long time, and you're feeling a bit depleted. You want to sort of rebalance yourself you have a refeed day where you increase your calories by 400, 500, a significant amount perhaps coming from more carbohydrates if you're restricting your carbohydrates. And then what this does, again anecdotally, is it plays with your your hunger hormones, your ghrelin and leptin balance and helps balance them off a little bit. And it tells the body, hey, you're in a calorie deficit but there's there's still food abundant, don't worry. And the body might have a bit of an uptick of energy, a bit of a balancing of the hormones and a bit of a refresh mentally. And so I think there's a place for that um, within a diet. A stri- and, and the refeed comes from whole natural food. It doesn't come from Domino's. It's just adding, you know, an extra cup of rice or yep. a bit more avocado if you're not eating much fats. Just to see how that sort of plays plays with your body a little bit. And I think there's a place for that.
1: The other thing like with like Domino's pizzas and bits and pieces like that is like making it at home mm. completely saves those calories and can satisfy that. That hunger, that yeah, hunger yeah, that, and yeah. that, I guess, want for that oily kind of food that kind of fills that gap.
0: Mm-hmm. It does. You're right, and you can control it. Like you're you're likely—I don't know about you, Jackie, but I'm likely to eat a whole large Domino's pizza if it's in front of me. But if I make a pizza myself, it's not going to be as big. It's not going to have as much cheese on it. It might you know, add a bit more. I might add a bit more protein to it to help balance. Yeah, it exactly. Off. Yeah, yep. no, I think that's great.
1: Awesome. And question number three: Can I do heavy squats and heavy deads in the same workout?
0: This is a cool question. So I see, I see this a lot at the moment. People, you know, jumping from a squat into a deadlift, and you can, um, but I wouldn't make them both super heavy. Yeah, so I'd, p- I'd put the one you want to prioritize first, and then dial back the weight on the other. If you do even want to do do that at all,
2: and like, what else are you doing? Like, what's your splits then if you're doing heavy? Squats and heavy deads in the same day. Like, what's your next? So what's your next day?
0: But yeah, that, that's actually very true. You probably need to have have, have a rest day for yeah. sure. And so, the, the way I like to do it, if I'm just programming for myself very generally, is I'll have one big heavy movement, which is often a squat or a deadlift or a variation, just one. And then I'll have a push, a pull, some sort of core or a midline work. And then, if I want to add something else, I'll add in the opposite movement to the heavy movement that I did. So, if I did a heavy squat. And add in a hinge, like a deadlift, a kettlebell deadlift. In fact, i programmed a few of our six-week challenge programs like this, but it's light, so the, the the intention is different. So we're more working towards this sort of metabolic stress rather than mechanical tension. So a heavy squat with a light a light hinge movement or a light deadlift mo- movement in there, I think can be quite effective if you're if you're programming a, a whole body split, I suppose. So can you do it? Yes. Um, should you do it? Maybe. But I think you should, I think it would um, I think it would help if you saved one heavy lift for that day uh, and then do your other heavy lift on another day.
2: Yeah. I would like to see what your um,
0: energy levels are like the day after, if you can yeah. maintain that. Yeah, you'll be fried. Yeah. That, that is for sure. And that's us. That's great, team. That's a wrap. Tell you what, good episodes. There's a lot in there.
2: Yeah. I'm reconsidering my cheat meal for today. But um, thanks what for that. What are you thinking? Um... I'm going to go to the gym instead. Hey, and no cheat meal.
0: He's also going to go Ooh. buy some blue glasses. Blue glasses, blue glasses because
2: yeah. I want to make sure my food looks disgusting before I eat it.
0: <laughs> That's an awful way to live. Hey, but imagine it doing wouldn't that. be very imagine satisfying would I mean, it. I don't know. You, you would, yeah, would you wear the glasses during the day as well? I don't know. There's Everyone's
2: like just a Smurf in that in that point.
0: Anyway, stay tuned for more wonderful. <laughs> Stay tuned for more Wonderful Diets. Come, may, may or may not come in your way. We'll see how that goes. Um, just a reminder as well, get Jacob to do a push-up. Sub- subscribe, follow this podcast. Jacob's going to do a push-up uh, for every subscriber in, yeah. in, um, in March. Let's get, it, let's get it started. I don't, I don't mind. I'm not afraid. Oh
1: Are you going to do this week by week or save them all to the end?
2: I'm going to. Save nah, them all. Save, to save them all to the end. Gotta, okay. Gotta save it. Yeah, cool,
0: Yeah, cool. That'll be, be a fun episode. You won't hear a thing. You won't you? see
2: me, which will probably be a better episode, to be honest. That's right.
0: And if you've already, if you've already, if you're already following, you're already subscribed. Do us a favour and share this with one of your best friends or your family members. Get the word out. Uh, again, we've got a lot of information we want to give you guys. Let's get the word out. Let's spread the love and let's make this something special.
2: Thanks, Bart. Thanks, Michaela. Thanks, guys. Make sure you're keeping up to your personal best, everyone. All right. See you guys. See you
1: later.